Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the Diva of Days of Our Lives and Friends. This is Carrie. You can find me on Twitter at Diva Abdul. And if you're following me the last few minutes, I've been going through Twitter about the show Lost. So there's been a few Lost uh, clips on my Twitter right now. Um, also, you can join our Facebook page, Diva of Days of Our Lives. And I'd like to thank everyone who has been um, liking us on our Facebook page. It um, blows my mind how many people have liked us lately. Thank you very much. You can subscribe to our page here on Blog Talk Radio and um, subscribe to us on iTunes. So, and right now, I am on my own. Marianne is at the Pirates game where they're honoring um, Steve Blass, one of my favorite all-time baseball announcers and Pittsburgh Pirates. And um, that's all right, though. we got plenty to talk about because it was a fantastic week in for Days of Our Lives. So if um, and you guys haven't been watching lately, I thought this week, Thursday and Friday in particular, were just absolutely amazing episodes with uh, a lot of um, front burner storylines all coming to a head at the same time. So... I'm going to start with um, Jack and Jennifer finally reuniting. So uh, on Monday, it's revealed that Dr. Shaw was the one who uh, kidnapped Jennifer because he was basically tired of her spurning him. And I felt bad for him. But at the same time, too, after the first time she kind of screwed him over, he could have stopped saying yes. (laughs) He could have said no, thank you you know, find some other plan B, but, but no, he decided to keep um, uh, making a go with it with Jen, so he kidnaps Jennifer, and she gets him to talk, and basically Dr. Shaw, his um, issues go back to his mother, his mother was an alcoholic, and basically she kept abandoning him for men, and then when the men would leave her, then she would go back to her son. So uh, so he has issues with abandonment and rejection. So while all this is going on, Jen did manage to call, I think it was um, Jack, and say that she was kidnapped and what, what um, hotel she was in. And then Jack and JJ showed up and they were gone because um, 
Shad took her to uh, Ted's old apartment. And um, while J.J. was investigating Shaw's background, he saw that um, Shaw had employed uh, Ted Laurent once as an attorney over a property dispute. So uh, from, somehow from that, they figured out they were at uh, Ted's apartment, probably because uh, Shaw probably, you know, that the apartment was still vacant. So at, at that point, um, Shaw did call Jack and tell him uh, where he was because he wanted to slit Jennifer's throat in front of Jack. And he wanted Jennifer to look into Jack's eyes and see that he didn't remember her, which is pretty cruel. So um, Jack comes over and they start, um, Jack and Shaw start fighting. And Jack hits his head again, and eventually um, Shaw is kind of accidentally stabbed and killed. And um, when Jack hits his head, that's when his uh, memory comes back. And if you guys remember on the podcast, the first time he hit his head, probably wherever it was, eight months ago, I said all they needed to do was keep hitting him on the head. He didn't need these serums. Because that's when, the, when he hit his head the last time, that's, he remember, that's why he, um, he remembered the Loretta. The ship, the Loretta. And so I called it eight months ago that he just needed a hit on the head. I got to brag about that a little bit. So it, it was a, some very touching scenes. They had a lot of um, flashbacks of Jack and Jennifer from their wedding and some of the other escapades they've been in through the, throughout the years. And it, it was uh, sweet. And it, Jack, I mean, thank God, I have to say, Matt Ashford and Melissa Reeves did a fantastic job. Uh, with everything, Jack is already a, a totally different person, more caring and um, and love, and uh, a just completely different person than he was a little earlier, just in that week. And uh, of course, Matt and Missy always have uh, had a fantastic chemistry. But you could see, though, I mean, when he remembered, she was still a little shy around him. Like, she didn't want to take things too quickly, but um, then the episode on Friday, he kissed her. And so, yeah, so if you haven't seen uh, the Jack and Jen stuff, I really recommend watching Friday's episode. So, and, um, and Dr. Shaw it has bit the dust, and looks like no one's going to probably bring him back to life. Yeah, too bad. He just had, he made the mistake good after Jennifer. I think he probably should have tried for Hope instead. He might have had better luck with Hope than Jennifer. So that's that storyline. And then let's see what else. Oh, and then we have the Kate situation. So with Kate, um, due to uh, Vivian um, basically um, cutting off her um, her oxygen tube. Kate was deprived of oxygen and fell into a coma. So, um, and I personally thought Kayla was a little too quick to uh, want to kill her off and donate her organs. Because it basically was all about 48 hours. So, um, since she'd been shot. So, so Lucas had a decision to make, and uh, Will wanted him to slow down, but then uh, Julie had a heart attack. So Julie's life was 
coming to an end soon too. And then there's Kate sitting there with a coma, which um, Kayla kind of thought she was falling into a vegetative state and didn't think Kate would come back to being fully functioning. So Lucas is, I had a pretty agonizing decision and Will kind of didn't really support him. And just watching that, those scenes and then the Marlena scenes from last year, I just hope that I'm never in that situation with my parents because that just looks absolutely awful. And I, I have a lot of sympathy for anyone who's had to go through that situation and have to decide to um, uh, end someone's life like that. So, um, so Lucas finally uh, decides that he's going to um, donate um, donate um, Kate's heart to Julie. And there's this really touching scene where um, Lucas is um, telling Kate, you know, if you're going to wake up, you know, this is the time to do it. You need to do it now. And uh, Brian Detella really got to me. He um, really shook me up on, on those scenes. Well, the cause of Julie's second heart attack was kind of her own fault. She was um, trying to get, I think, um, Eli and, and Lonnie to tell him what happened to Jennifer. She, she knew something was going on with Jennifer, but no one was telling her. And then she got, um, I can't remember her name, JJ's girlfriend. So he tried to get, um, tried to, she, it, sorry, pardon me. She tried to get her to spill the beans, and she wouldn't do it. So then they got, um, so Maggie showed up to visit, and it's, I think it's the first time Maggie has bothered to see Joy, and I thought that was a little ridiculous. She could have uh, showed up a little quicker than that. And so Joy just played it off like she knew um, there was something going on. To get um, so Maggie would think she already knew. So she, Maggie spilled the beans and said that um, Jennifer had been kidnapped. So uh, after that, Maggie um had her heart attack. I mean, she really flipped out and um, was being quite dramatic about the whole thing with Jennifer. I mean, Jennifer's been kidnapped before. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I was just teasing. So um, Julie has another heart attack. So um, so that's what prompted Lucas to decide he's going to donate um, Kate's heart to Julie. So the so on the other side of town, we um, I'll get back to that story. Uh, Xander is talking to Sarah about um, Sarah's pregnancy, and she schedules her abortion. And she was kind of having uh, having second thoughts about it, but when they um, walked through the town square to go to the clinic, they went into Nicole, Eric, and uh, and they were happy. And Holly was they just dropped Holly off at preschool, and Holly made um, Eric a red heart that he um, put on his um, shirt, and that was really sweet. So that kind of actually prompted Sarah into uh, deciding to have the abortion because she kind of felt like those three were a family and she didn't want to interfere. So um, Xander, though, um, like the night before, uh, accidentally let it slip. And I don't know how you accidentally let something like that slip. 
that Sarah was pregnant with Eric's baby and she was going to have an abortion. So um, Kristen decided she was going to steal the um, Sarah's baby and that Sarah wouldn't know, but she would just assume that, you know, the abortion was successful. So she calls Dr. Rolf and he runs some tests on Kristen and tries to get her prepared to receive the uh, fetus and takes her to the clinic and, while um, Sarah is under anesthesia, Xander um, chokes out the uh, a doctor, and um, Dr. Rolf and Krista come in, and Kristen said, she, you know, she's ready for the procedure, and Dr. Rolf said, she's already pregnant, so he could not do that, do the procedure, and uh, so, of course, Kristen's just thrilled, and basically her and Dr. Rolf ended up just leaving and leaving um, Xander to tell Sarah when she woke up that, that the abortion didn't happen because um, the doctor had to leave for an emergency. But um, while Kristen was waiting for Dr. Rolf to show up at the clinic, he was actually at the hospital. He said he needed to get some equipment there. But uh, in the meantime, he actually injected Kate, and uh, he um, ended up reviving Kate with um they were wheeling right before they wheeled Kate out into the uh, near the um, I guess reception area. They were going to take her down to the operating room. That's when she revived, and basically to be blunt about, it, scared the crap out of everybody. She scared the crap out of uh, Kayla and Lucas and Will, and to the point they're actually scared now to say how close she was to death. So uh, hold on one minute, please. We are having some technical difficulties with Blog Talk Radio, so if you're trying to call in, it's um, for some reason the calls are not coming through. So um, hold on, that's why I am co-host list at the time because um, looks like no one's able to come through right now. But until we get Blog Talk Radio working, I'll just keep talking. So, so. Um, so Kate is, uh, wakes up, and, and she's fine. She doesn't seem to remember what happened to her. The last thing she remembered was taking out an outfit for first day of work. And then um, Lucas, I think, went off to talk to Kayla, and then Will was talking to Kate. And uh, she he was kind of filling her in a bit of what happened and said, you know, you've been shot, and dug yourself out of a grave and um, walked yourself to the hospital. And Kate was just shocked that she did all that. And um, and I believe it was Will actually told her she was shot by Vivian. Because Kate actually bestowed her the impression that uh, Vivian was dead. And that's when she started flashing back and then remembered um, Vivian shooting, shooting her and her falling into the grave. So... Um, so Kate's still kind of wondering what was going on and why was she was kind of out in the um, reception area and no one's told her yet. And, and Will and Lucas are both just scared to death to tell her that she um, almost had her heart transplanted to Julie. So that's where we're at with Kate, and that was uh, 
pretty interesting stuff. And it was a bit scary when she woke up like that, when she got revived so um, abruptly. But um, those were pretty cool scenes, and I do recommend you guys check these out. So that, let's see what's going on with our next storyline. Okay, and then with Vivian, um, we didn't have too much going on with that storyline. Will, in the beginning of the week, was um, in the Demira foyer, and he was eavesdropping on um, Stefan and Vivian, but he didn't quite get any information out of those two at all about um, what was going on with Kate. And then Gabby came down the stairs and caught him. And so he asked her flat out, you know, does she know anything? Which one of them did it? Was it Stefan, which is Vivian? And uh, Gabby just says she doesn't really know anything. And um, Will's pretty upset, you know, that about what's going on with Kate and Julie. And uh, Gabby hugged him. And then Stefan and Vivian came in and walked in on them. And Vivian tried to console Will because she thought that Kate was already dead. And that's why he was there, because she thought she successfully killed off Kate when she cut off her oxygen supply. So, and that's when Will told her, you know, Kate's still alive. So, uh, so Gabby's got some on some guilty conscience there, but she um, lied to Will, and of course she's quite fond of Will and him being the father of her daughter, and they've gone way back pretty much till I don't know, I guess it's high school or maybe a little bit after high school, so they've known each other a long time. So she's pretty upset about it that um, she loves Stefan, doesn't want to get his mother into trouble, even though she doesn't care for Vivian at all. And um, Vivian basically is trying to get rid of Gabby, and um, Stefan doesn't want anything to do with that. And basically, Stefan lets Vivian know that um, Gabby's basically number one in his life, and he's happy with her. And um, Vivian's not too happy about that. And the other storyline would be Miss Jordan came back from Bayview, and right now I say other than. Ben, I don't think Bayview has a very good track record because it doesn't seem like people are coming back from Bayview uh, better. <laughs> I'm not sure how Jordan got released, but she seems just as delusional as she was before. So I'm um, assuming that's the path she's going to take, but she doesn't seem to, at all to be um Aware that she what she did was wrong. She doesn't think she, what she did was wrong in the first place. Um, kidnapping Sierra and uh, kidnapping um, Charlotte. She doesn't see any of that. Uh, she has no remorse at all. She doesn't think she did anything wrong, and she thought she was protecting all these people from Ben. So um, Jordan is refusing to let Ben be around baby David. Which it's, you know, she's the mother. That is her call. And actually, I understand Jordan's point of view, but Jordan has a screw loose too. So I, you know, that's kind of like, the, to me, it's the pot calling the kettle black. And even, it looks like Ben, though, looks like Ben did get reformed, though, and Jordan has 
really at all. She still seems a little nuts to the point where she's almost, um, I'd say, threatening towards Sierra. So I, I'm really not into the storyline. It seems to me just a rehash of the last Jordan storyline. So I don't really see the point of doing this again, unless they're planning on killing off Jordan and giving David to Rafe. I'm not sure what the point of this whole storyline is. And I'm not interested in Sierra being tied up and somewhere in a cabin and that's on fire. I'm not really interested in Ben rescuing her again. And that's boring. I mean, good grief. How many times can one woman be kidnapped in a year? It's, I just don't get it. It makes no sense to me. That's where we're at. So, um, so Ben knows there's something off with Jordan. He doesn't think that she has been helped at all. So she, so he goes to uh, Marlena to try to get her help because he thinks maybe she can get Jordan recommitted. And Marlena's not treating Jordan. It's really kind of not her place to really do anything to help. But um, you know. Uh, Obviously, you should see how concerned um, Ben is with um, for Sierra's safety around um, Jordan. Okay. So I think that's about it for this week. And because of our technical issues, I don't think I'm going to be able to get any callers because I have some people texting me saying they can't get on. And I don't think too much else happened this week other than Brady saying he can't seem to get um, Kristen out of his head, that he's really drawn to her, and that he was confiding with that to Sarah. And honestly, I think if Brady just went to work once in a while, maybe he, he would be a little bit better off. He'd be a bit distracted, and he wouldn't think about Kristen too much. But, you know, Brady doesn't seem to walk, work that much. Um, let me think of it. I guess think of any other characters did anything this week. Okay, unless I did the doctor stuff. Don't think too much else happened this week. Oh, there was this weird proposal by Julie to Maggie. This was just completely odd and out of the blue. Maggie, uh, Julie asked Maggie to divorce Victor and marry Doug so Maggie can take care of Doug. No, that's just weird. Okay. Number one, Doug really does need help, and I understand that um, Bill Hayes is, is, is in his 90s. Then, you know, Hope can take care of Doug. And that's, you know, and I don't think Doug's interested in remarriage anyway, and that's just kind of bizarre to force a woman on your husband. And it's very bizarre to ask a woman to divorce her husband to be with your husband. That's just, uh, that was just weird. And I know Julie's a bit controlling and all that, but I think she's, I mean, I understand her intentions are good. She wants someone to take care of Doug. Maybe she thinks if Maggie takes care of Doug, maybe it wouldn't be so painful for him when she's gone, when um, when Julie passes away. 
but the whole thing is just bizarre because I don't understand why she would think Maggie would agree to that. And, and obviously the magic marriage has been pretty rocky and they fight and make up and usually, you know, Victor does something wrong and Maggie um, forgives him. But it didn't really seem like they were on any type of verge of getting divorced. And it didn't seem like they were out of love. They were just uh, kind of mad at each other. So um, I don't, yeah, I don't understand that request. It just seemed weird and completely out of the blue. And I don't know. Hopefully it's just a throwaway conversation. I don't think it's something that could truly happen, but I don't know. But, yeah, so so that happened this week, though. I have to give Julie credit, though, for after having a heart attack and being – basically attached to all these machines that her brain is so freaking sharp that she um, basically tricked Maggie into confessing what's going on with Jennifer's kidnapping. I mean, that was just genius and that was just classic Julie. And that's why I love Julie so much. And I think Julie's um, been one of my favorite characters for a while. And I, I did not grow up watching Doug and Julie, Doug and Julie to me, they kind of just, went in and out of the show when I started watching in 1984, 1985, something like that. And I honestly didn't even know Julie and Hope were sisters. I I thought Julie was her stepmother. I didn't realize it was stepmother slash sister because I I didn't know the character of Addie and how she died and all that. And how Doug ended up with Addie and um, not with Julie. And I really didn't know that storyline but even with not knowing the beginning of Doug and Julie I still um, enjoy um, the character Julie and Susan Seaforth Hayes and I think she's just a phenomenal actress and I'm so glad they gave um, Susan and uh, Bill Hayes a great storyline so with all that being said I managed to talk to for a half an hour by myself and um I think I'm going to end it here for tonight. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties with Log Talk Radio. I have no idea why the guest queue is not working. I don't see a single phone call. I've known people have called in several times today. Well, let's hope for the best for next week. And I'm um, looking forward to this week's shows. Looks like we've got some more great drama going on. I'm looking forward to seeing um, Jack. Um, back together with his family and his friends and actually remembering them this time. It's going to be great. And then Jack and Jennifer being romantic together. I'm looking forward to that. And and Jack with um, JJ. That's all great stuff, and I can't wait to see it. So thanks for listening, and we'll hear from you guys next week. Good night.